Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got Kevin here with Pops, Uncle Tony. LJ's taking the night off. Well, I mean, I don't think he's actually taking the night off. I think he's working, but he's, he's taking the, the night, night off from us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> allegedly taking the allegedly, night off. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's not with us. But but we have we have us three here. We got some we got some things to discuss. Things What's up, Sweden? <laughs> we have a lot happening in the NBA world. The conference finals are set. We have um Quarterbacks getting hired to TV. Quarterbacks getting fired from TV. We got a lot, a lot of going on there, and we might even—I don't know—we might touch a little baseball. Hell, I even watched some hockey over the weekend. So who, who knows where we go here? We could yeah. be talking, talking hockey for all I know. And then Pops wants to talk um, hairstyles. I believe I—I I, will leave it there. No telling where he's going. It might be sports related. He might have watched the Met Gala. We haven't been on since then, so it might be about that. There's no telling where Pops is going. Real Housewives. <laughs> we got a lot for you. Pops, I'll just toss over to you because I, we all know who I want to talk about, and we will, I'm sure. NBA playoffs. Yeah. Where do you just where do you want to go? So uh, to set up, we have the Mavericks playing the Warriors in the Western Conference play in the Western Conference Finals. Celtics playing the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Where do you want to go? Do you Well, I want to I want to talk briefly on Milwaukee, Boston, because I have I have some real thoughts on Phoenix, uh, Dallas that okay. I think would take more to explore. So I guess what I what I want to say with Boston, Milwaukee is I really thought when Milwaukee pulled out Game Six, I guess game it was five. was it five because the Celtics won six and seven. Yeah, it's Game Five. Boston okay, it was pulled game out Game Five. five they game Hall, five they at Boston. They, they pulled yeah. it out at Boston. And I, thought I thought the series was over. I thought the series was over. I really did. I thought that was incredible. Um, the series is over. And no, it wasn't. And uh, Boston is a, is the better team. I think Chris Middleton would have made a difference. I, I do think that extra score. Drew Holiday, yep. wow. I'm telling you, he is one of the best point guards. I, I'm Give him props. I, I don't know if he's Hall of Fame, but he is a top, top point guard. In my opinion. Well, I think the issue with Drew is he probably needs to be your really overqualified three on your team, your third best player. And when you put – he can be the second best player on your team for multiple nights, but if you're relying on him mm-hmm. in a seven-game series to be your two every night against a Boston Celtics team who is 
top tier team. I mean, that that series was a great series, and Drew had moments. I mean, that game five, he did it on offense, and then on defense, the block, he, the block and steal he had to throw it off Marcus Smart. Yeah, oh yeah, was amazing. And I love Drew Holiday, but I think offensively, when you need him to be your two, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. It's just no, that's, that's where they need Middleton. If Middleton's in that game, I think they win probably in five or six. I don't know. Maybe I did like the way Boston played team defense, and I just like I like Tate. Tatum is showing up. Tatum is one of the top for sure. Well, ten so guys in the NBA. the game you're talking about. I think Tatum. I said before these playoffs, I was texting a friend of the pod, Jared, who's been on with us. He uh, he talked. We were talking just you know talking playoffs, and I thought these playoffs were the opportunity for. I didn't. I didn't necessarily say they would. But I thought these playoffs were the opportunity for Jason Tatum and Luka to cer- certify themselves top five NBA players. Like they are now in that combo of, um, I might not be the best in the league, but you're talking about me. I'm, I'm sitting at that table. Right. I think Luka was closer there, but you needed to see him have some more playoff success. And Tatum needed more playoff success where he was that guy. And this year, we'll get to Luka in a second, but that game six – Giannis was doing Giannis things where I, I think Giannis is going to go down as a top 10 all-time player. All-time. And Tatum went shot for shot with him and beat him in game six in Milwaukee. That was really impressive. I agree. I agree. I was impressed with with Boston. And I think Boston's got a real chance to to win it all. I mean, I think, I think that Miami is a – Somewhat weak number one seed, but I'm sure Miami's thinking like, "Look at us, we're just the number one seed in the in the East." I mean, yeah, and, they're right where they want to be. Like, and oh, I right. think Butler in in for seven games or fourteen more or whatever he's got to play, Butler can. He's still a prime player. Uh, he's getting a little longer in the tooth, but not crazy. I mean, like thirty three, I think. Yeah, so well, he's, like, he can do it this year. I think he sees an opportunity, and I think you're going to see Jimmy Butler play his ever loving arse off. Just to put in perspective, wow, I'm just looking at that game six box score. So Giannis went 44, 20 rebounds and six assists. That's, I mean, that's incredible stuff. And then Jason Tatum on the other went, uh, on the other side went 46, nine rebounds, four assists, hit seven threes. Maybe put himself in, I think it was the highest, not the highest scoring, I don't think. Maybe it was up there with Boston Celtics playoff games ever. And, if you know anything about the NBA, you know there's a lot of history with Boston Celtics mm. in the playoffs. So if you're mentioning getting mentioned with those birds name bird names, then you're you're doing something good <laughs> stuff. So we'll see what he can do. I I love I don't think there's a lot for I don't know. You might have more opinions. As far <laughs> as looking forward to the Eastern Conference uh finals, I think Jimmy Butler and Tatum are gonna be a fun, fun matchup. I do too. But Tatum's younger. I think it goes he, six or he, seven. I think both teams play good defense and they're tough. And you could convince me either side. Tony, do you have? We, we haven't. Did you watch any of that Eastern Conference Finals? I know you were more involved. I did. In the Western one. Okay. What? Yeah. Know? No. I I watched those uh, Celtics. So I thought it was interesting when I got. A, I didn't get a chance to sit and watch the whole game, but I, I came in and out. And so uh, you know, I thought watching Giannis that. Giannis, that I thought, man, how are they not going to keep the Bucks from going and, and to to the back to the finals? And um, and, and the Celtics coach said it. Uh, the, the end of the first quarter, they went to him and he said, "We got to play better defense. We're a better defensive team than us. We got to concentrate on defense, 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 defense." And I, that's rare to hear from an NBA coach. 
But if you look at those two, I, I was looking at the stats from game seven. I think Milwaukee shot four of 33 from three points. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. At one point, missed like 19 straight. That's either really bad luck or really good defense. And I'm going to land both? on the side of that's really <laughs> yeah. Well, both, but it's still really good defense. And I can't remember, Kevin, how many points down was Milwaukee when they won uh, game five? Were they down They 20? were down by like, at one point, I think they were down 19 late in the third. N- yeah. 19 late in the third. Were, 20, yeah. And, and at that's one point where, in the fourth quarter, they were down by like 14 when it was like four minutes. I mean, it, yeah. I mean they the clawed. game felt close to out of reach. And they <laughs> – yeah. What they really showed me, like when you go, like, oh, that's a championship team. Like that's a team that like yeah. knows the game's never over. They've already won one. They know you just keep playing. And that's why I thought the series is over, and I was dead wrong. Yeah, no, and I think maybe what it was is Boston went back and said, okay, let's just we got to figure out that we 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 played up. We had a bad stretch of defense there for about eight ten minutes in that game, but that's not going to happen again. And and by God, it didn't. And they just played great defense, and um, that to me was the difference. Uh, and uh, there was nobody that could step up outside of Giannis. So um, that, but I tell you what, the Miami, the my, and I, I haven't watched Miami that much, but I, the, you know, the highlights show and looking at their their scores, their defensive team as well. So I, this could be one of those Detroit Pistons kind of, uh, Detroit Pistons Boston Celtics kind of finals, you know, here that we're about to watch. We'll see. Hey, I'll tell but, you somebody else that sniffs it is Al Horford. Al Horford sniffs it. And Al, Al Horford's playing his old, tired ass off. Well, he looked old and, and tired towards the end of that series. Towards, towards the end, but they won. Yeah. You you I gotta mean, you're gonna have to explain to me what you mean by he sniffs it. He's he sniffs an opportunity to to win a, a title. Oh okay. to win a ring. And okay. I think he knows I'm, I'm glad you because I mean glad you Tony, you're aware that. you're more of a college hoops guy. You know Al mm-hmm. Horford. I mean it's that guy's he, old. He was Florida he, guy. He's yeah, he's an old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the last team to repeat and as a repeat champion as in college, and he, his counterparts from that Florida team, Corey Brewer and Joe Kim Noah, they didn't sniff the NBA in a minute. And Al Horford had two back to back games where he was, was badass. Not um, the best player on the court, but he was in the top three players on the court. Well, which he, I did not. Bam Adebayo was going to give him. He'll give him a matchup. So it, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I, I think I looking back at it though, looking back at that series, game one Milwaukee just won. Like they they were just the better team. The other two games they won was game three. They won by two, where Boston was up with a minute left, and Milwaukee just clawed their way back and won. And then game five, like we talked about, where the Celtics had that game and Milwaukee clawed back. And mm-hmm. Milwaukee deserves credit for earning the game seven, but the Celtics were the better team in that whole series. They just let a few games slip away. And you could say the Bucks took it. I'm not trying to take credit away from them, but I think the better team won. It did suck watching on Sunday because I thought, man, we have two great games set up for us. And, and they weren't. <laughs> and they weren't. But it sucks that Huge that game felt like it came down to – one team was hitting their threes and one team wasn't. And well, that's sometimes that's just the way basketball goes. And one little last interesting thing on that. So that game was in Boston and it could have been in Milwaukee. Well, the, the Bucks did rest their starters the <laughs> final game of the season and concede the number two overall seed. They certainly did. Yes. And they I'm did. just saying. Home field game or home court game seven does make a difference. Well, they also didn't want Brooklyn. They didn't want the Nets in the first round. So I think, isn't that a part of it? And what it, what it, well, I mean, they'll never say that, but I mean, if 
It seems that it seemed that way. Well, and I think Boston grew up against the Bucks. The Nets. Swear the Bucks swear it was all about their guys are tired and they just wanted to rest tonight. Yeah, but okay, it, it felt like they would like. Well, we can have the Bulls in the first round who back their way into the playoffs, or we can have the Nets who do have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You never know. And it felt like they kind of chose the Bulls, and maybe you know yeah. if you believe in it, the basketball felt gods may have frowned like upon they them. Chose <laughs> and. Uh, what what do you remember, Pops? Uh, that team, the the Boston Celtics. What did they do with the Nets? I think they, uh, uh, they swept. swept them? They used the broom and swept them. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, they did. So shout out, Boston's a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. Tatum's really good. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens with, with that series. That'll be fun. I, I think. I think if I uh, let's go ahead and we'll we'll reconvene probably when this is around game five or six. Um, I think I go Celtics and six. Pops, where do you go? I'm going Celtics. Um, I think it's going to be a seven game series. I think it's going to. I mean, I, I just, so. I just think, I think Bam's good. I think Tyler Hero can stand, can step up. Um, I think you're going to. So if you had to choose, I think. Well, who would you say is the second best player or the second most that they're depending on on the Heat? So Butler's one. Is it Bam or Hero? Um. Because be I Bam. think it's got to be Bam. I, I don't because Hero is not. Then he needs to enough. score. I think. I think he needs to score for them to win. Not like score twenty, but he needs to be fifteen twenty. He needs to shoot thirty to do a Tony thing. Hero needs to shoot thirty five percent from three for the series for for the Heat to have a chance. Okay. Okay. Tony a you above the NBA it? average, right there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I I. Can't say much because I don't know my, the Miami team that well. I haven't watched a lot, but I, I'm going with Al Horford. He's gonna he's <laughs> gonna put that Vaseline on the shoulders and on the elbows, and, and all it. of a sudden you're gonna he's he gonna give somebody it. an elbow in the eye, and they'll be going, "I can't see, I can't see," and that'll be it. <laughs> Mickey, cut so, him, cut him, Mickey, cut, cut him. him. I can't do it. Cut me, back, cut me. <laughs> How many games? Celtics and what? Oh, I, I uh, six, six. All right, so. Us three are on the Celtics, so I don't know if that tells you anything. Maybe you maybe take you the heat, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, pops was there, money on the heat really fast. <laughs> was there? Um, do you know? Was there another game on the Western side? On yeah, there night? was another game that I was. I had great anticipation to watch, and it turned out what, to be. That was a thirty-six minute game, wasn't it? I mean, it, it was, was about forty-eight. It went thirty-six. So I can't tell you the end, end, the end of the first half, Luka Doncic had 27 points. And the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns had 27 points. Do you know how many And we're down goals. by 30. Do you know how many field half. goals Chris Paul and Devin Booker had combined at the end of the first half? The end of the first half, two, maybe. They actually had the same amount as me, you, and Tony. Oh, zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> so where do you want to go? Because I don't I, know, I think, Kev. Um, I think – um, as impressive as Luca and the Mavericks were, the Suns were just as unimpressive. Like it was, I think you could call it a a choke job and a no show by the Suns. But I do think the Mavericks did show up. wasn't like they just like lucked into it. They were great. It was just it was polar opposites, and that's how you end up with an NBA game where I kid you not, I believe it was a fifty point game at one time in a game seven. How does that even possible? I don't understand. Okay. Tony, I, yeah, I've seen a few things, and I'm just going to ask him because I don't know. One, 
Chris Paul, who I really like, who has a playoff record not unlike James Harden, which we probably should discuss at some point. And I like Chris Paul a lot more than James Harden, by the way. I think he had some kind of hip injury. I mean, after game two, his game went down tremendously. He was the point god before that, and he was not after that. And then even maybe more interesting is I've seen where someone said in the middle of the game that Monty, Monty Williams, right, the coach of the Suns, who I like, yep. by the way. Coach of the year. Uh, coach of the year. I, I like the guy. Got DeAndre Ayton on the sideline, and he only played 17 minutes in the last game, in the game seven. None in the fourth quarter. And none in the fourth quarter. And he said, you effing gave up on us. And said, I that don't know what, to, said that to Paul? Said that to DeAndre Ayton. Okay. The center. See, I haven't heard that. Okay. I did hear that at one point DeAndre Ayton said he didn't want to go back in the game. And Monty Williams said, okay, fine. Like that, all you got to say. Well, see, Tony, like, DeAndre But it wasn't Ayton, like a, he, I'm trying to be nice to you. It was like, a, if you don't want to play, then F off. Don't De, play. DeAndre Ayton was upset, I think, some, because they didn't offer him the Big Max contract when they mm-hmm. could have last year. They took him, I guess, I don't know how many you get rookie years, but they just let him play out his last year. So before the final year, you can he go ahead and give him your extension. So you, like, yeah. Luca and Trey Young were both in that same class. They both have big old, big old Supermax contracts. They're getting paid yeah. well. Yeah. And so they can go ahead and, you know, buy their nice house. Like they already can get nice houses, but and now the they're, didn't they're on that, that next right. level of, of, of payment. Yeah. And Robert Sarver, who's known the Celtic or the Suns yeah. owner, he's known to, you know, save dimes where he can. He um, did not want to go ahead and pay Aiden and said, we'll just circle back to this uh, next offseason. And there was some animosity. Aiton, for the most part this year, didn't talk about it, didn't say anything. Because if you if you if you rewind back, pops last uh, playoffs when they were making their run, Aiton had like a great game in the finals, and Chris Paul and like a lot of the Suns players, like, yeah, our boy's about to get that bag. He's about to get paid because the assumption was you just get paid before your final season. You don't get into mm-hmm. a lame duck one year if you're if you're a young guy who's showing you're really good. And the Suns didn't pay him. Hey, and I do think it messed quit with in something. Game it seven? Something. Mm. Sounds, sounds like he has a little Antonio Brown in him. Well, so then they asked. Antonio Brown tweeted today, by the way. Yeah. Um, he tweeted about where he wanted to play. Anyway, that's we might not touch that. Um, Aiton, or they asked Monty Williams about – Monty. now the, there is rumor about what was said on the court, on the bench. Like I, I did hear that Aiton said he didn't want to come back. Pops heard what, what he said he had read. Monty Williams definitely said in the post game, they asked, so why did he only play 17 minutes and none in the fourth quarter? And Monty Williams, who's normally a very player-friendly guy and a guy who's like, it's all on the coach, it's all on me, I didn't get him prepared. Like, he never throws players under the bus. And I'm not saying he threw eight none in the bus. He just said it's an internal issue. But he said it like he was, like, annoying. And <laughs> I, I don't know if he's saying internal issue as in – Internal, like with us in the team, and he wants to be paid, or internal is in like something in Aiden's head. But they asked Booker also about it, and Booker clearly was like, "I, I'm, I just, I love him as a brother, and there's a lot going on with him, and I just hope he figures it out." And it, it just seems like it feels like there's signs pointing to kind of quit on the team. And I get being mad; he deserved to get paid, and they probably should have paid him. But you're in game. Game seven, the two the two best words in sports, at home. Why and not? You 
I will say a prominent NBA player, and I can't find the quote right now, but did tweet something like, uh, the reason he didn't get paid last year is because there are there are integrity questions about him. You know, how much does he love the game? How much is he willing to, to, to really give it up? So I don't know that. I'm just saying there I think there was some question about that on him that they then that's why they didn't give him the money, is what a prominent NBA player said. Which um, I mean, if you want me to, I'll find it if I guess I said that. <laughs> well yeah. I what gets me, Pops, is as a Mavericks fan, a team that probably could use a, a, a good big man, I'd love Aiton. I think Aiton has the talent and ability. He I don't has want a guy that won't play shot. in game seven. Well, I don't yeah, care so what the situation I, is. I, he has a mid-range shot. He has a little jump hook. He's seven feet, strong, tall, athletic. He's ideal. He's what you want. But it uh, quitting on a team is about like as bad as it can I – mean, you really can't do anything worse. You can play bad. That happens. It's fine. That I mean, you know, you live to fight yeah. another day. But quitting on the team's tough. Uh, what about yeah. – Something happened there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Mavericks were good. Hey, hey. And I want to say this quickly about Luca. Uh, if we're talking Luca, it doesn't have to be quick. We can go We can go long on Luca. Here's the thing about Luca. Sometimes watching Luca, and Tony texted something a little bit about it. <laughs> Number one, he isn't the best free throw shooter in the world. He missed some free throws <laughs> that counted. He I mean, is. and I, I looked. He's about a seventy-five percent free throw shooter. Um, he needs to improve that. I mean, not. Hey, I'm not. He's a damn fine ball player. The other thing, though, that bothers me about him sometimes watching him reminds me of the James Harden-led Rockets, where he just sits there and dribbles the ball and goes one on one. Maybe he makes a pass. It's just not fun basketball to watch. Um, and the third thing. Is I want to like Luca because he's on my team. I like Dallas, but I, he poses just a little too much and bitches to the referees too much. I'm just, you know, he just does. And there I said it, and that's how there. I feel about it. There you go. So poses and and bitching. There's like you don't like him when he hits the shot and kind of he made Cam Johnson fall and he kind of held that pose a little longer and and looked at the sideline. You don't like that. I don't mind you doing it. Sometimes he does it. Just seems like every time he's like. Because I will say, as a, as a Luca fan, as a defender, he does bitch a little bit. He he, he bitches to the refs. I heard I somebody he, say his I favorite think I player. <laughs> his favorite player growing up was LeBron James, and he took that quality straight from the LeBron James playbook. <laughs> where he's. I heard somebody on the Bill Simmons podcast. I think it was say, you know where you can find. Luka Doncic finding bitching at the referee after every play. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally every time ref. he's saying all something. the time. Look for the ref, and that gets on my nerves. Um. Okay. Hey, yeah. Go ahead. So I yeah. So Liff, you asked me something early about Chris Paul, and so I, I can tell you from experience, the worst injury you can have from a sports standpoint is a hip injury. And we see and it, it was in a all, hip injury. Yes, I think it's I'm, all different kind see, of sports. See, I've heard it was a, a quad injury. If it was quad, that's different. But I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. this: he was definitely a step slower. And the thing about a hip injury, if it was a hip, now a quad, uh, you know, he could back up. He just wouldn't be able to go forward. But um, which is important in basketball. Um, <laughs> but a hip, it just it, it you can't pick your leg up. Your leg drags. You can't go side to side. It's just really tough. I mean, and, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you you can 
uh, bandage up a knee, you can bandage up an ankle, and you can make it. But if the hip goes, it's really tough. And so if he had a hip injury, that would explain. Because to me, the whole thing, the reason that was a blowout uh, uh, Sunday night was Spencer Dinwiddie. Lord of yeah. mercy. Lordy, what uh, happened? Where was that? Where was that all? Just how in the world does a guy averaging 11 points in the playoffs drop 30? Didn't when he always has that 80% in his game. or something that like that. Much, not that to that extent. He uh, always has that in his game. And when he yeah. early in the first quarter, whenever he came in off the bench, because he's kind of one of those guys, he comes in like the coach kind of gives him the green light. Like, hey, we're going to let you shoot a few. But he needs to hit a couple. In. He needs to hit if a couple. If they're not going early. in, then we change it up. But like, we're going to let mm-hmm. you go. We're going to let you see what you got. Did and he, he match like up? Two step backs where yeah. it was just nothing but nylon. I was like, oh, no. Was he matched he, up on Paul or the other guard? Uh, well, they were trying to get matched up. Uh, they were trying everybody to get matched up on Paul. Paul was a barbecue chicken alert. We were trying, yeah. They were trying <laughs> to switch everything on to Chris Paul because yeah. it was clear yeah. he just didn't have it in him. Yeah. Well, um, I, that to ahead. me was fun to watch. That part was interesting. And so I, a little shout out here to uh, uh, to to Cindy, you know, uh Try to get she 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 likes the podcast and she likes to listen to what you know try to keep up with sports you know because college basketball she's there but so I try okay let, hey watch this Luka Doncic guy for let's probably watch this guy for five minutes and we turn in five minutes and they're up twenty something and Luka looks like he he looks like a whale out there man he's just rolling around <laughs> flipping up shots and she's like oh my god and not knowing who he was. This guy's got to go. Who, who is this guy? They got to get him out of the game. He's terrible. I said, "Well, that's Luka Doncic, you know, MVP, and you, you know he's pretty good." I know he, they need to get him out of the game. And he he had, I think, in in the five minutes we watched, he had three missed shots, two missed uh, free throws, and two turnovers. And it wasn't like a bad. It was a turnover. He dribbled it off his foot or his leg, <laughs> and and and. And it's because, like you said the other day, Kevin, he, he takes the ball up the court. And she's like, get the ball away from him. Get it away. So I thought that was, you know, shout out to Cindy. She was really astute in looking at that. But I had, you know, the <laughs> NBA game is different. If that had been a college basketball game, Luca would have been sitting down. But not in the NBA. So. Yeah. Well, but then he net his next eight three-pointers he in a row net, or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, then, he, mean, then he hits a flip shot, and then he backs a guy in, does a turnaround, does a baby hook, and then next thing you know, you know, so he's going he's going like this down the court. Uh, so, I don't know. So, anyway, so, I thought that was hilarious, so I want to shout out to her for at least giving it the old college try. <laughs> I want to – obviously, I have some Luca thoughts and, and more looking forward to the next series, but I, I need to stop here because it's something mean pops – Brought up, so I'm a defender of Chris Paul. I have been for years. Mm-hmm. I I call him the point god at times, while others try to say he's the point fraud. I uh, I think he's a really good player. I just think he's got unlucky. But how many times do you get unlucky and you start going? Maybe maybe that's you. I I I don't like two years in a row now. As soon as they got eliminated, he won't talk about it. But a media member knows that, oh, here's the injury. I've, I've I got a source that tells me the injury is his quad or the injury is his hip or the injury is his knee. But he didn't want it. But he didn't want to talk. It almost sounds like he's being the tough guy. He didn't want to blame injuries. But clearly somebody let the reporter know that there is an injury. Because LeBron's done that, too. Like, let's not kid LeBron after they lost the finals to the Warriors. 
He was fine the whole – and maybe he's playing through injuries, I don't know. But as soon as the finals ended, he's wearing a wrist brace and he's got his foot in a, a boot. And it's like, oh, okay, you're hurt now. Like, you're hurt once you lost. Like, either you're hurt or you're not. I don't know. I, Chris Paul has blown the most 2-0 series lead. He's 72-70 and 70 in the playoffs. Two games over 500 for a guy like I think might be the best point guard of all time. I might be wrong. It sounds, it feels like I'm wrong today. Maybe this is just, you know, quick reasons and bias. What did I do, Pops? Is is, is this him? The the first thing I have to say is that, I mean, what do you want him to do? If go down swinging, if Ben Ben Roethlisberger is a 10 out of 10 on letting you know he's injured and Chris Paul's not letting you know he's injured. Right? I mean... Yeah, but it feels like Chris Paul's not letting you know, but letting you know. Like, like you know, like... I don't know. I don't... I don't... I my, Maybe this is I because I saying, prefer to think. I prefer to think that Chris Paul has been unlucky. I, I think he... I do, th- I do too. That's very unlucky. But, but it... When you're... You know, when you're... When you're unlucky this many times in a row, you have to look in the mirror and, and see if, if you had something to do with that. Um, I mean, James Harden had a similar playoff record, I think, as we looked at, but, but James Harden has absolutely quit on teams. I mean, there's just, there's just no doubt about it. Okay. So Um, Chris Paul didn't necessarily quit, but like Booker was missing his shots and he wasn't handling the double team good at all on Sunday night. It was, was, but he was trying effort was there. He just was sucking. He was trying hard. He just wasn't very good. Chris Paul was deferring. Like of all people, like when the game was a 15 ish point game, Someone needs to at least try to weather storm, and Chris Paul was given to Jay Crowder to let him do it because he couldn't. I mean, that's why they needed to get campaigned. They needed to set him on the freaking bench, is what they needed to do. And which is wild because it wasn't two weeks ago. Chris Paul had a game against the Pelicans where he was legitimately perfect. He went fourteen of fourteen with twenty-seven points and like twelve assists. And then in games one and two, he was good, and that's why I do think it's an injury because it was clearly a different guy, but. Man. You know, and that reminds me. I, you know, we maybe we didn't see it, but do you remember the the Je- Ja Morant injury? Just taking mm-hmm. a little quick digression, and the, and they said it was uh, pull grabbing his leg or whatever. Bullshit! They knocked knees together. That's what they did. Well, I mean, it was a bone bruise. It's clearly it was, it was like a play bruise. before they, him and Clay dove for something, and they knocked knees. Well, it looked and to that's me why like he even deleted his tweet where he said he broke the code or whatever. Yeah, that that was bullshit. That that was horse crap, but. But I just think something like that happened to Paul. I don't know when, and and I hate it for him because I actually I don't do know if he's ever like going to get him. one. This was but the I, final I mean one, he, I he is running out of days, Kev. I mean he's he turned thirty seven, and after he turned thirty seven, he didn't play another good game. Yeah, I mean it's very true. I mean he turned thirty seven like a week or two ago, and he never played another uh, good game. So I, maybe you need to talk me off. Uh, Talk me off where I'm at here as a, as a Mavs because I've gotten to a Mavs hopeful. Before I was just like, you know, we're having fun. It's the playoffs. We'll see what happens. Maybe we beat the Jazz. We beat the Jazz. It's the Suns. Who knows? They're the best team in the West. Probably won't beat them. Now I'm I'm, I'm sniffing it, if you will, <laughs> to circle back. I got I'm smelling. Could the Mavs make the final? Yes. Luke is the best yes. player on the court. I feel like in any court he steps on the rest of the way. Who's going to guard him? I mean, I don't. 
Draymond, right? They're going to throw Wiggins at him. I don't think Wiggins yeah, I think is big Wiggins, enough. But Clay can't. Clay, Clay is almost a liability. Um, yeah. I mean, he can hit shots now, but something with his. By the way, side to side motion. I don't remember how he hurt his knee. He just he's just not. Well, he's the torn ACL and blown blown an Achilles. Those are two significant injuries. And he just can't move like he could. Um, Draymond Green. I don't think he's fast enough anymore. I don't think he's big enough to handle in the post. But I think Luke is going to bring him out to the perimeter. I, Barkley said it on Sunday night, and obviously I'm biased. There's some homer, but Lucas is weird size and strength where I don't know what guards him well. Like if you're big, he pulls you out. If you're too small, he's gonna he, he has post moves. But kind of like Tony said, he'll he'll hit you with a little up and under or a jump hook or, or a fadeaway. Like he's got it at every single level. At some point, I think the best option for the Warriors. Hopefully Steve Kerr's not listening to this because I don't want him to employ this option. But let Luca get 50 and just make sure sh- – you cannot have Dinwiddie. You cannot have Dorian Fis- Finney-Smith, Bullock, Brunson. Yeah. No one else can get their 20. Let Luca go for 60 if you want. Because 60 ain't going to beat you. Because <laughs> the, when the Mavs are dangerous, it's when there's two to three of those roll guys. Kleber starts hitting a few, Bertans or something. Like As soon as those guys start hitting, now they're dangerous. And I think Luca getting 60, while it's going to look good on a stat sheet, and you might think like whoever's guarding him is going to have to swallow a little pride because they got 60 put on them. For a team, you'll look better because no one else gets involved in the game. Yeah. I, again, I, I am certainly not the NBA expert, but it seems to me I've watched but more you watch games. A lot of basketball. Yeah, I've seen more teams that I can isolate their best player and let them get their 40 40 plus, and then the other team still beat them because they've got three guys that are going to get 25 to 30, and the other team can't afford to have anybody other than that guy. Um, and so I, I've seen I've seen more of that in, in that in the NBA than I have any other sport. And um, so I I'd agree with that <laughs> philosophy to let let Luca be Luca, and um, and then just shut down the rest of it. We'll, we'll see. Um, let, let, let Luca be Luca, and then go, the rest of Golden State can outscore the rest of the Mavericks, and yeah. and that's what I think they're going to. Well, because really, the only other guys outside of Luca that can create their own shot is Brunson. Are Dinwiddie and Brunson. Dinwiddie Brunson, Brun, Brunson's two. Dinwiddie can, but it's when he's hitting that you know step back three, which is not a gimme shot at all. Yeah. But other than that, like Kleber's a catch and shoot, Bullock's a catch and shoot, Finney Smith's a catch and shoot. Bertans. I mean that all of those guys are. So that'll so, be interesting yeah. to see. One, One more little comment on Luca. Um I have to get I don't some think props. he talks too much. I think he talks the equal a perfect amount in his posing. Well, because he got a lot of shit talked about. The the Suns were talking a lot of shit. And they were like Devin Booker, I think it was game four or five. I think it was game five. He like got fouled a little hard, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. And he rolled around the ground for a little bit. And like there was Mike that caught it. Even his own player, Jay Crowder, I think, when I was like, get up, get up. And he was like, Oh, you know, I'm just doing that Luca special. I'm just doing that Luca special. And <laughs> and this comes from the same guy who like every time he drives in, he like throws his hands up and looks like he's like his face looks like he's constipated or something because he's he's hurting or something. And then I loved it as a mass fan because it reminded me of something I saw in the last dance. Game five, we're walking to the tunnel. Luca, like everyone looks kind of dejected, and the Mavs are now down three to two. But it's like, damn, this is going to be tough. And Luca says, 
It's all right. It's easy for them to talk when they're winning. It's easy to talk when you're ahead. We'll see what happens. And it was just like when Michael Jordan said, it's easy to talk when you're up 1-0. It's a man that can talk when it's 0-0. I respect that man. And Suns didn't win another game, and Luka was pretty good in game six and seven. Yeah, yeah, he was. He probably would have gone for 50 in game seven had they not only played 30 minutes because there was no reason to play the second half. (laughs) Probably so. Well, so I, I do want to give some props Sorry, to Mark Cuban <laughs> about Luca. So, so you saw Little Wayne was sitting courtside, right? Did you see yes. Little Wayne sitting courtside, right? So, I guess at one point he looked the same way we all did when he looked at the scoreboard. It's like, what? The, is it really a forty-point game? <laughs> yeah, he looked dejected. But apparently, he had texted like Luca a hoe, and meaning, and I guess followed it up because Luca flops and he does the Luca special and all that. So. Little greater truth in all that. Well, so so Mark Cuban though he tweeted back at Little Wayne. He said, "It's a shit show. Put you front row," <laughs> which which is a play on Little Wayne's own lyric that says, "Talking shit, bro. Let your tongue show." <laughs> And Cuban is so clever to find that, and he's got this picture of Little Wayne sitting there. He says. It's a shit it's show. A shit show. Put you front you row. Front row. <laughs> hey, Mark Cuban, props, dude. I mean, yeah. I'm a fan. I like that. You know, there are probably he, not many people. Maybe, maybe Luca, but there's not many more people happier. Mark Cuban loves a good win. He he's a, he might be a bad loser at times, but he's a good winner. He's you know what? I bet he's a good up. owner. He, I bet I'd win. He's a great owner. Yeah, I've got a Mark Cuban story. Oh, so let's back go. when. We didn't know yeah. this was coming. Yeah, so I I didn't I didn't think of, so uh, back when I was traveling uh, for work, we would come out of L.A. and we would take the red eye um, out of LAX. So we'd get back in Dallas and in Little Rock, we'd be back around eight a.m. So you're leaving at you're leaving twelve fifty one o'clock in the morning from LAX and just flying all night. Well, we'd be done with work around five o'clock, so uh, we we'd head up to Sunset Strip and uh, and hit a couple of bars and stuff. And so we were in this bar one night, and um, it's me and three other guys. Uh, Bob Johnson, a guy we know here. I shouldn't say names. Uh, Robert, <laughs> Robert the Bruce, Robert the Bruce. Um, uh, anyway, uh, we were we were in this bar, and he looks over. He says, "Hey, man, hey, that's a uh, that's DMX." Like what? And I didn't like DMX. Look, I like DMX, the rapper, DMX. Sure enough, DMX over there playing pool. Guess who he's playing with? Mark Cuban. Mark (laughs) Cuban and DMX over there playing pool. Couldn't have been. And and so Robert the Bruce just walks straight out, straight over to him. Hey, Mark, DMX, how y'all doing? You want to drink something? And sure enough, so he starts talking to him. So I, I naturally, I go over and talk to him a little bit. And I say, hey, how you doing? Great. Oh, you know, yeah. And so they're just over there playing pool. Just as natural to be. They were nice. It was no big just deal. Hanging just hanging out. Just hanging out. Because, you know, we look like we belong somewhere. We had on some suits and stuff. But anyway, it, you know, it was. No, but that's a cool it, way to go up, right? You know, hey, man, can I buy, yeah, you, can I buy you a drink? <laughs> yeah. So we're just, it's a Cuban DMX over there playing pool. And we were there. We hung out and then headed to the airport after that. It, it was no big deal. I mean, but they, they couldn't have been. They were just normal dudes out there, you know, a billionaire and a, you know, a millionaire rapper yeah, playing, millionaire, playing millionaire. pool. And, yeah. So it was, you know, it was kind of fun. So he, he he is. I'll say he's genuine. He, in my opinion, Cuban's probably genuine. 
you know. So. Well, Mark, if you're listening, we just want to <laughs> say you have an open invitation to the pod whenever you'd like to join. We'll schedule around you. I wish you I just could. let us know. I'm going to have to ask Robert the Bruce what what that name of that bar was. I can't remember the name of that bar. Um, it was down from Hard Rock. Um, I just can't remember. You know, um, oh Cuban. I mean, I don't know that I've ever agreed. I don't have, I know that I've agreed with everything he's ever done. But he, you know what he he wants to win, and I like I like the guy. I'm, well, I'll tell you what I did. Agree I think with. he's cool. I didn't agree yeah. with, and maybe he was right. Maybe they wouldn't have had a chance. But at, and it was a lockout year too. They won the finals in 2011, and he didn't really try to repeat. Like he let Tyson Chandler walk. He let multiple people walk, and it's like. Mm. Defend, defend the title. Like it felt like they just didn't try to defend the title. Hmm. And that bothered me a little. But for the most part, that, but okay. Cuban, right. Cuban's I, a good owner. I have one more NBA question. All right, and it kind of has to do with owners. So I didn't notice this until this this postseason. All the little advertisements on the shoulder of the uniforms. It's I don't the know last two green, or three years. Green slice or are these just these. You well, know, the Mavs have I, like uh, it's a green uh, chime. It's a bank account. chime, chime, and I, I've got no idea what chime is. Um, wh- what is chime? It's a bank. It's a banking app. It's like it's a banking all, app. Okay, it's so, all well, online. Okay, that's why they got. So anyway, I, as far as I knew, maybe they could be just press play pod. You know, I mean, so, if you, you pay know. enough, they'll gladly put JPP <laughs> I, on the side because like I didn't know it. I had no clue who they were. So. Um, uh, but anyway, I just thought that's weird that they've all got these. It's not like it says AT and T or, but uh, you know, well, San Francisco or, or Golden State says Rakuten or whatever. I don't even know. Rakuten, and I've heard, yeah, I've seen that. But um, that's a strange thing. I just like why just would those smaller? Money? Yeah, just yeah, but it's these, yeah, but it's same these way, smaller I, if companies. You look at, I just like, didn't go watch. That. I know you don't you don't care for the uh, the soccer turf because it injures your fantasy football roster, but it's a it's a uh, hobby. It's not a sport. It's a hobby. Uh, if you look at soccer jerseys, I mean, they'll put like a big ass logo on the front of their yeah, and go to look at NASCAR. I mean, it's just monetized. I, yeah, they're just and I get that. I it was just surprising it was to me a that big it was step these. When NBA did it, a lot of people were really pissed off about it, and I was like. It's the corner of the jersey. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. But. I just wasn't expecting to be these third level companies. Nothing's wrong with third level. Well, I'm not saying I think, that, but it uh, just wasn't. All those companies that you know, are on their shoulder are probably more valuable than you realize. I feel like. Well, okay, probably so. I think Chime's a little bigger than you might realize. I, they don't have it in Sweden. That's all I know. Well, all right. So, oh, we can go ahead since we put picks on. <laughs> I'm going Mavs and. Seven. Okay, Mavs and seven. I'm going Golden State and six. Rip Tell City me. and five. Rip City. That's that's the, that's Portland. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was wrong. That sorry. I, damn, I thought I had that right. Rip <laughs> yeah, City. Portland. Was proud for a minute. Sorry. So uh, that's uh, what do they call what it? The, what does their other jersey say? Uh, the city I, that says like the city. That's the, the alternate. The city. Okay. The city yeah. and five. In five, okay, okay, yeah, the city in five. I like that better than all of us choosing the Mavs. So that that'd be that'd be much worse if we all choose the Mavs. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, before we get off, we do uh, get off NBA stuff. The hard hitting analysis now, pops. You had multiple things. One about an analyst, and two about um, 
Okay, hair. worst hair. Worst hair in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> can, I, can I go ahead and throw one out? I know you got one. I've got two written down, and I think I know the winner, actually. But, yes, go ahead and take a guess. Landry Shamit. <laughs> no, he was honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know then. Yeah, you go ahead. Well, the first guy I saw was Dylan Brooks. I think he plays oh, for, yeah. for Memphis. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what he had going on with some like I like Dylan Brooks' game coming. He, game's legit. And here's what his I hear is not the, the the next time I saw Dylan Brooks, his hair looked a little different. So he does change it up. It's not just one bad hairdo. It's it's multiple. <laughs> He's got multiple. <laughs> but the next one, dude, Reggie Bullock. I don't know. Oh, you don't like the little? What is is that? Like a big bird snout? That big yellow thing? <laughs> what is that? That I mean, it's a big dread, right? Coming in the front. Is that what yeah. it is? I mean, yeah, I guess. I. I my hair doesn't quite do that. I mean, it's just like it's a Jay Crowder <laughs> dread going to the front just, that's colored yellow. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Speaking of Bullock, his he, he was pronounced Bullock his whole NBA and college career. And just this past year, it's it's Bullock. Now, Man, you'll hear the announcers call him Bullock. And I'm like, well, since when did that happen? I guess I don't know when that changed. So who do y'all vote for, Dylan Brooks or Reggie Bullock? <laughs> it's having the worst hair. <laughs> Um, Dylan Brooks does have, and, and, and I, I think I go him because you made a point and I agree with it. It's not like Bullock is going to have that same dude. <laughs> he wearing the same dude. Which one's a Memphis guy? Dylan uh, Brooks, Brooks. Former Oregon duck. That guy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I didn't know his name. Did you, that guy. Have you seen Bullock though? Uh, Tony, he, the he Maverick, plays for Dallas. He plays for the Mavericks. The yellow tip. Google oh yeah, I've seen the no, the, I've seen like the yellow. Just no, it's it's the it's the Memphis the big be, the big bird yellow uh, dread in the front. <laughs> it's I no, I still the Memphis guy. Okay, yeah, that was right. just I weird. think Dylan Brooks wins that one. All right, Dylan Brooks is the winner there. All right, Speaking the next, of worst, you have the worst uh, <laughs> analyst. Is that well? No, I have a question. I have and I have okay. two. I, one of my my favorite commercial. We'll get to that in a minute, but um, a little tease there. Um, <laughs> Kendrick Perkins is an NBA analyst and he's on often. Kendrick Perkins was kind of a dick when he was playing and now he acts like a dick while he's being an <laughs> NBA analyst. I'm not saying he's necessarily a bad guy. Is that his shtick? From Beaumont. He's from Beaumont, Texas? I think so. Well, then I like him a little more. Straight out um, of high school. <laughs> But I'm just – I don't get why he got the job. He's just – I mean, is there something about Kendra? Is he a great analyst in your opinion? I can tell you – I can tell you what I think, at least. I think he's not very good at it, at being an analyst. He just says things, and he'll say the exact opposite thing the next day. He He's good at a 90-second hot take that they can clip and throw on Twitter, and it's going to get reactions. Maybe bad, maybe good, but it's going to get reactions. And I don't care for it personally. I, I'm not a big fan of Kendrick Perkins. I mean, he, whatever, he's all right. He's just not my favorite NBA. And it doesn't. It, it's not like he's. A, I mean, Perkins was fine, but it's not like he's a great former player. I mean, he was a, a he was fine. Stopper at Space Eater. I don't know. He's, he was decent <laughs> at Boston for a little bit, and then he went to Oklahoma State, and he just be, kind of became a grizzly bear. Oklahoma City, just, yeah, and he was just a decent yeah, player, and then got City. played off the court because he was couldn't because he couldn't play. Yeah, 
All right. So my last thing, I'm one of my favorite commercials. I love Charles Barkley's bedazzled bag. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> Where he's waiting on his bag at the airport and it comes out CB all lit up and bedazzled. <laughs> and he tells those guys, I bedazzled it myself. <laughs> I, I mean, we're going to say I love hilarious. Charles Barkley. I mean, I just I, love Chuck. I love I'm Chuck. telling you. Yep. I'm telling you, the best 30 minutes of every NBA game is afterwards. When the guys come on and they talk about it, the best. I'm telling the you, best. there's nothing even comparable to Inside the NBA. I know we've said that before, but they're so good. I mean, they're they, just hilarious. They, it's better than them. the game at times. They really, they really like each other. You know, you could tell or hate each other, whatever. But there's a definite relationship between all four of them. And I know Kenny has to be getting tired of it sometimes because he gets stuck in the middle. Like, when do I get my joke? And um, but he's so hilarious. And I'm telling you what, the other night. Uh, with the Mavs one, and Shaq put on that uh, cowboy hat. That cowboy hat that was like three sizes too little. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a huge head. But yeah. And then he put in, and then he put in a little tobacco pouch. He put it. I think it was it's, just a piece of paper. He yeah. put it into his mouth just to look I like heard, it. But it was hilarious. He put it in there. Big just call me, call me Big Hoss. Big Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles is over there. Just he just shot. He was like, and then he finally cracked up when he Shaq put that thing in his mouth. But it, it did was kill so me. funny. It killed so me too. Funny. They were like a little afterward. They were asking. They asked Shaq his opinion on the Suns and the game and what happened. He goes, "You know what? Sometimes you just have a bad game. Uh, it sucks. It's game seven. Sometimes you show up." And he goes, "I had fifteen of those in my career, probably." And Chuck said, "Fifteen? You played twenty years. You had fifteen bad games." And then they just started arguing. And then at some point, Chuck realized what he was doing. He's like, oh, "I'm just gonna piss him off." And then he started saying stuff like, you were washed up the last five years going from the Suns to the Celtics to the Cavs. And Shaq got pissed off for a minute until he finally realizes, damn it, Chuck's just being an asshole. He's just trying to get worked up and it's working. Well, they are they're so, so good. Funny. Did you see a couple of weeks, maybe it was a week ago, where Kenny pointed out that Charles had tied his tie, his tie. wrong and he had the little part longer than the, the big part? Here, the long part. But what I loved is Barkley just shows it and laughs at himself, man. That I mean, Barkley can laugh at himself, man. It's I, he's hilarious. Kevin, you need to send the resume because, man, I'll tell you what. Being a producer on that show has got to be the best because I don't know where the producers found. They found some old film of some kid who was coming up to a birthday party or something. He had the same tie <laughs> that Chuck had on, and it was tied the same way. It was just, oh, man, it was I will hilarious. say, I don't know how you go back and watch it because I think it was a TNT thing. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. There's a, in, yeah. there's a documentary, like a four-part documentary on how Inside started and how it got to where it is. And the producers there, they give them a lot of credit because they will. They'll go to break and they'll come back from commercial break and already have like Photoshopped or clipped like they – they make they find, like you're talking about. They find a random video that yeah. looks the same, and it's like just scouring the internet in three minutes and finding. Oh, they're the, funny. The show's really, really good. Um, hey, really it, good. it'd be yeah. worth your time to watch that, Tony, if you hadn't. The one on Ernie, Ernie will. I mean, it'll get to you. It's yeah. I've seen that about uh, his family and all the things. Well, you know, he had cancer like in his yeah. in his face, and it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an incredible show. And then the way yeah. Ernie somehow keeps that ship at least somewhat on the on the tracks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he he's does. got the three biggest personalities. Kenny's a little less than those two. Kenny's really smart and but knows how to also have fun with them. But Ernie knows how he knows like 
He's got the perfect amount to let him do it, but like, all right, reel it in, reel it in, guys. <laughs> and then they, you know, they go fishing last night. <laughs> I just love when they go fishing. Gone fishing. Oh, Lord. Um, okay. I'm sure they get paid a lot of money. Speaking of guys who get paid a lot of money, Tom Brady mm. already made a lot of money in his NFL career. Now Fox decided, we don't know when you're going to come. You're still playing. You finish out. I mean, you might go to your 50. Who knows? But when you're done, how about 10 years, $375 million to be our color analyst? What, what say you? Uh, as you can imagine, Tom Brady said, where, where did I sign? Where's the dotted line at? Where did I put that down? What, what do we think about that? We don't even know if he's going to be good. Yeah, I, I think he did that, that. He finally pulled in front of Giselle for a total breadwinner in the family, I think. I think I mean, that did a, the trick. I, I mean, I'm not a, a math genius, but $37.5 million a year, that's more than he gets paid to play football right now. I would say, well, I'll start this September. <laughs> <laughs> how just about kidding, we start week kidding, one? Just Tampa Bay. Sorry. <laughs> you know, but that is a good point. I mean, how do you know? He certainly will have the knowledge, but, you know, who who would have seen Romo being, you know, as entertaining as he wound up being? Well, you, you um, know who wasn't that good and is now looking to figure out what he's doing with the Drew next venture life? Drew Brees wasn't that good. He wasn't. And uh-huh. now he's tweeting about how he might be coming back to football because or he wasn't pickleball. good at announcing. Well, and, yeah. and I like Drew Brees, but, you know, he really – he wasn't. He wasn't, he that, wasn't good. that good. He and Booger should get together and have their own show. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Yeah. I just think that's insane to pay someone that much money. I mean, nuts. you will get – so what they're doing, I guess, is – Buck and Aikman just went for anybody who hasn't who's like I'm not worried about football. I'll figure out when we get there. The carousel of announcers happened this offseason, and mm-hmm. Buck and Aikman. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. Buck and Aikman are going to Monday Night Football, right on ESPN. I think I think that's right. That's correct. Yeah. Then Sunday night will be Tariko and Collinsworth, and then Thursday night prime wait, wait, time Al will be Al Michaels. Michaels. Oh, okay, he's Amazon. going to he's going to Amazon to do Thursday night. Yeah. Him and Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. Okay. On Thursday nights. Yeah. So we've got some musical chairs going along, and yeah. just every every one of those people got paid a lot. Not Tom Brady paid, and those are all guys who we know are really yeah. good at their job. Yeah, I don't know how Collinsworth survived that shuffle, but he did. Um, I, I like I'm Collinsworth. Yeah, I'm with hey, he's Col- okay. I'm a few who are like, I'm cool with Collinsworth. Uh, he's, he's all right, but there's just it's just a. Bleh. Just uh, <laughs> what is it? I I, I don't want to hear any more nineteen eighties. I don't want to hear more nineteen eighties Cincinnati Bengals stories. Well, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm done with that. Now. I, uh, for the Bengals, you, know, you were a slow possession receiver then. You're a slow possession analyst now. I just <laughs> I we don't need the first down anymore, Chris. Let's give me something, man. Give me something. But. uh yeah, it's been interesting to watch that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's this, you know, locking him up in five years. Who's to say those guys aren't getting paid forty million? You know, yeah, the way I mean, things are going, and, and the new. It, who knows what the new NFL contract will be? Maybe they're trying to get ahead of that new TV deal. Yeah, the TV deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just you, think. I mean, Tom Brady yeah. is. He's done a good job. I'll give. Him, which I don't think this is Tom Brady. I think he's he's a smart person and got a team that's doing it. He's very funny on Twitter. He's funny on TikTok. He's good at like following trends. I'm pretty sure that's someone else who's working with him. It's like, hey, Tom, this will be really funny. Don't you won't get this trend, but just do this and it'll it'll do well on the internet. And it does every time. 
But I, I, I just I think, think that's a lot see. of money to throw at someone where you, right. you better know he's decent, I think. If they'll give Gronk 10 and Julian Edelman 5 and put those three together on a broadcast, that'd be funny. Yeah, but Tom is anybody Brady, steering Rob the ship? Gronkowski, we just talked about how Ernie Johnson's amazing at steering the ship. You need somebody to keep you quarterback yeah. of this. And maybe it's Tom Brady. I don't think it is. but It's probably Tom Brady. Tony, I is that Tom Kevin in this little thing here? Is he the is Well, he and that's how you can tell exactly we can right. get off the ship pretty quick. Or we, we getting... I don't, I'll be Edelman. I don't care. I've been in the commercial already. Yeah, I'll, I'll be Julian Edelman. I don't, you can be Do you know um, Tom Brady at $37.5 million a year would be the second most highest paid annual TV personality? Do y'all know who would be first? It's a person who's been on TV for a long time. Um, Jimmy Fallon or nope, Jimmy Kimmel. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna blow your minds when I tell it's you who it not is. Colbert. It's um. Oh, Oprah. Shoot. Nope. I don't think she's, she's on. on she's TV. not on. Doctor Phil. Doctor Phil. Nope. Nope. That was a like good guess, getting, though. Yeah, you're getting a little closer because I'm not Judge, Judge Judy. There it is. Judge <laughs> Judy. Yeah. Get this. $47 million a year. Gosh. God. I bet she's got not one, but six nice houses. Mm. Syndication right there, man. There you go. Judge um, Judy. Okay. Wrapping things up here. I want to touch on some baseball here, Uncle Tony. Um, yeah. Can you explain to me? There was a game on Sunday, I believe it was. Yep. A team did not allow a hit. Correct. Not one single hit. Not a single And they one. lost one to zero. That is true. What? I guess they walked somebody in, did they? No. So what happened, um, Cincinnati Reds lost to the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates one to nothing Sunday, and they had a combined no-hitter. However, um, before he left in the eighth inning, the starter gave up well, he gave up five walks total, and he gave up uh, two walks in before he left. And then the uh, reliever came in. I think he got a strikeout, and then got a walk. And then there was a ground ball uh, hit that he tried to turn two and didn't make it. So it was a fielder's choice, not a hit, and the runner scored. So since it was a fielder's choice and not a hit, the runner scored, and uh, Pittsburgh won one to nothing and didn't didn't have a hit. No so errors. I don't think there are any so errors. The, the it was Reds all walks the in the field of choice. the Reds that lost? Yeah. And, and, and let me say this. It makes when sense you're a, because I, can you tell me what the Reds' record is? It's something atrocious. Nine and 26. They have the worst record in baseball. When you have the worst record in baseball, you you find ways to lose games. It's just going to be that 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 kind of season for the Reds. Uh, and, and yeah, you just find ways. And the other thing, interesting thing, this kid was a rookie, uh, Hunter Green, I think is his, I know it's weird. It's Hunter Green, but anyway, uh, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's his name. And, uh, he, uh, threw 118 pitches through eight innings. I took him out after the second walk of that inning. And, uh, it, the story was, is, is that the general manager and the upper, uh, manager were so mad at the coach. For letting him go that far because he is he is the future of that franchise, and to let somebody that young put go 118 um, this early in the season is 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 not really good. It's, it's not good. Most most pitchers that age are pitching 80, 90 pitches, and he went 118. What? Am I crazy? Because ten years no ago, hitter. pitching 118 wasn't 
Crazy, right? It's nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. Not anymore. It's They're just so hard. changed. Yeah, uh, uh, pitchers throw so hard. When you're throwing yeah. 98, 9900 miles an hour, you can't go out there and do it 900 times. Now, if you're throwing 92 or 93 and have a slider, yeah, you can go out there and you'll see guys that'll go 100 and 110 pitches, but you can't do it uh, throwing that hard. So there you go. You can throw a no hitter, combined, which I think technically it wasn't a no hitter because they didn't play the bottom half of the ninth. So that's why no, I keep saying, yeah, that. no, it was a no hitter. But Major League Baseball doesn't. They don't. Uh, they don't categorize it as a no hitter if there's multiple pitchers. So you see that every year. There are multiple pitchers yeah. pitch a no hitter, but they don't, baseball doesn't count it as a no hitter. It's got to be one pitcher. Um, but it happened. Uh, it it happens. Every so often, it happened last in 2008. Um, the Dodgers uh, got no hit and won um, against, I forgot who it was. But, yeah, it's happened before. Hey, I did find that quote on Aiden. So, since I mentioned that yeah. guy's name's in it, I'm going to read it exactly. This is J.J. Reddick. And he goes, there's a reason they didn't max him, talking about DeAndre Aiden. says, there's a reason they didn't max him. has nothing to do with his playoff performance. He was good in the playoffs last year. The reason they didn't max him was because there's questions about his attitude and character. Boom. There you go. So, I mean, that's Reddick saying that on Yahoo.com. I mean, so. There it is. And, and if go. there's questions about his attitude and, and, and he all. He answered them. He answered them. Yes, he did. And it was, it was the answer the sons were worried about. So. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, Time to buy that car dealership. <laughs> Get out of the game. Boom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that about sums us up. Do we have any party shots? Maybe a bougie problem? I know we're gonna we're we're got to touch on a drink of choice there by Uncle Tony because it looks like a, a nice party drink. Um, do we have anything pops? Anything before we we touch on? I was cashing in chips the other day at the casino. At a casino? Okay. <laughs> Did I tell you that one? I don't know. No. More or less than you got. Well, no, I mean I, I was okay. I was cashing in chips and I was okay, but it was like. You know how they, the double diamond members have their own little line over there and everybody else has to wait in this line. So I was like eight deep and all these double diamond members kept coming up and they cashing in their little chips and going on. There was only like two people working the window. Took me forever. I mean, like, oh, man, I bet. Did your private jet have to? Also delayed because weather was delayed. Luckily, the private jet was weather delayed, so there was no issue with that. Did you not tell them, hey, man, I got a private jet. I was brought here on a private jet. I got a PJ on the runway. I got to hurry up. But I wasn't a double diamond, by God. I had to wait in line with the common folk. I bet they could have gotten you a double diamond if you'd have told them. Hey, my jet is waiting on me. Oh, well, sir, <laughs> you would like to sign up for our double diamond program? Mm-hmm. Why, yes. Yes, I would. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I have to say <laughs> about that. Um, Uncle Tony, that yes. drink, it, it doesn't look as fun as it did earlier because it's mostly gone. But <laughs> It's mostly gone, yes. An hour ago, that looked like a fun it drink. It did look like a lot of fun. Was it a fun it, drink? But what are we? It sipping? was a fun drink. It's one I haven't made before. It's called a chartreuse swizzle. It's Char- fun to Truce. say. Color of a tennis ball. <laughs> that is. It's, it's, it is, a, but it's a yellow. Yeah, this is green chartreuse. So, um, yeah, color of a tennis ball. Fluorescent tennis ball. There you go. And so, um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, it's fun to say. It's a fun drink. And it, uh, uh, was originally made, uh, in a place called Smuggler's Cove 
in San Francisco. It was uh, so um, a swizzle for the 21st century, this tall, frosty cocktail. I put it in a smaller glass for those listeners out there. Uh, rejiggers the traditional Caribbean rum swizzle by basing the drink in green chartreuse, the lime colored, colored herbal French liqueur. And though the cocktail is a seemingly odd combination of ingredients, Chartreuse's aromatics pair seamlessly with the spiced falernum and sweet tropical pineapple. So, I will Sounds like tell a you the summer drink. Yes, oh, it is. So here's here's it's a, a one and a half ounces green chartreuse. Which, by the way, green chartreuse is a liqueur. However, it's a uh, hundred and ten proof. So a little goes a long ways. Yeah. <laughs> so don't think oh, it's only one and a half ounces. It's a it's a pretty good one. Tonight's drink was a single. Normally, I come on, I've made a double of whatever I have. Tonight was a single. Um, <laughs> smart choice there. Yeah. So it's a green chartreuse, one half ounce green chartreuse, half ounce velvet falernum, which is a uh, is that spicy, legal? Yes, it's legal. Okay. It's a spicy. <laughs> it's a spicy, uh, almost like a, a simple syrup made in the Caribbean. And, and what's it called get, again? Uh, falernum, velvet falernum. You you can get it at any liquor store. You really you can. They, they make mai tais with it. And uh, velvet falernum, velvet falernum. It's a, that was a seventies band I was in too. We were you know glitter rock. They called us velvet falernum. Uh, <laughs> I played bass, um, and then it's uh, one ounce one ounce pineapple juice, three quarter ounce lime juice, which really makes it. And then the um, and then you got to have a swizzle. So I have my swizzle in there and then lime wheels. And you can add a pineapple spear and a pineapple leaf if you'd like to, uh, if you've got a tall glass, which I neither had a tall glass nor a pineapple. So I didn't put any of those in there. <laughs> but he did so, have velvet valernum. <laughs> I did have velvet falernum. And it's it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. it. It is sweet, sour, and spicy all at the same time because the chartreuse and the herbs make it aromatic. It's really it good. It sounds good. Yeah, chartreuse is a little bit like absinthe, just not as just kind of clear your nose kind of, um, you know, licorice. Uh, it's a little more arom- it's aromatic herbs, but it's really good. I, I am really enjoying green yeah. chartreuse. And for those out there. We got to go to uh, Tony's and let him fix us some drinks. <laughs> I'm <please>. telling you, man. <laughs> come on. Come on. That's going to be my retirement plan. I'm going to uh, uh, we're going to open a bar called Uncle Tony's and we'll have a little <laughs> I mean, grill in the back. I that bar. Hell yeah. We'll, we'll fix hamburgers and steaks and uh, French fries and Brussels sprouts. And that's all we're going to fix and drinks in the front. But um, uh, but. <laughs> I will say the reason I Mark I Cuban is still listening. We're, this is Shark Tank right here. We just pitched you a, a business. There you go, Mark. Uh, so uh, so one of the uh, I'll just leave with this. One of our our buddies, uh, we'll we'll call him Dumas. Um, <laughs> he uh, uh, I told him I was drinking a green chartreuse drink tonight, and he sent me a couple pictures and said this is what happens when I drink green chartreuse. And I don't want to talk about the pictures. Uh, I don't want to describe the pictures. No, but I'm hoping that Dumas will send me some more pictures. So um, <laughs> for the green chartreuse. So anyway, mm-hmm. thanks Dumas. I appreciate it. That's it. Chartreuse <laughs> swizzle. There we go. The swizzle. Oh, I just realized I have a bougie problem. Ah. <gasps> so, no chartreuse. Is that your problem? Well, that's yeah. That's no. Real, I didn't know that was a problem. No that's my bougie problem. <laughs> Those are problems I just now figured out. I had this one's one I've been dealing with for a while, and um, so I got these um, these AirPods. They're they're Bluetooth headphones. Real cool. Work good. 
connect real easy to the phone, they charge fast, all that. Except for my right one. Uh, now, this might be because my ear is funny or the headphone's funny. Right one doesn't stay in. It falls out all the time. If I do anything even, not even super strenuous, like if I just bend down to pick up something the right way, it falls out. The left one, snug as a rug and a bug, I, I, whatever you say that saying. <laughs> the the right one just doesn't stay in. Have y'all ever had that issue where one ear just isn't, do I just have a deformed right ear? Or um, I imagine they're made the same way. You know, I've had every now and then I have a little issue with my AirPods falling out of my ear. And I don't know if is it one or the other. I don't or? think it's very infrequent. They fit my ears you, well. So I think I think Kevin, I think it's because much like a nostril, you have a dominant earlobe. <laughs> you just don't know which one it is, but I, one of them's dominant. And so it's the one that always falls out. No, seriously. See, and <laughs> seriously. It's, it's inconvenient. It's inconvenient because one cool thing about AirPods is they like know when they're in your ear and when they're not. So like when one falls out or you take one out, like, so like, say, I think the ideal situation was like, if we're sitting in the room together and I'm listening to something and then you are trying to talk to me, I'm like, Oh, uncle Tony's trying to talk to me and I'll pull my right one out. The music quits. So that's kind of cool. Except for when one's just falling out of your ear. And maybe <laughs> and you're Tony ain't talking. And <laughs> nobody talking. talking to you. You just got some weird ears. Well, right one specifically, not plural, just one weird ear. Kevin, I, I will say this: it happened to it happens to me all the time as well, and and it used to happen when I was when I was working out and using the AirPods, so I just quit working out. Um, <laughs> but uh, That's no, a I, I no, I, I you know I walk, so I I showed you guys how far I walked three point two eight miles today. But um, uh, I've had to go to ear earbuds that have a hook because I just can't, and even with that. This right one just loosens up and it gets out there. It's like, where'd the stereo go? So I got to poke that thing. I don't know why it does it. I have no idea why it does it. Well, see, and you know, no free ads here, but I, I, well, I guess I say that and I'm about to give a free ad. I'll, I'll give a shout out to <laughs> Bose does a good job with headphones. They do fit in your ear good. And they have the little thing where like I'm pointing and the listener doesn't get anything, but like it snugs into your ear to where it kind of fits up on the top part of your ear to stay in there. Mm-hmm. And the 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 AirPods fit just like your normal Air Apple headphones, the cord ones, and they just it just doesn't fit in as well. You know what they I like about good. the AirPods better than the Bose though. I like the way the Bose fit, but the AirPods let you hear amb- ambient noise around you. Like if, agree, somebody, agree. if somebody's coming up on the path behind you, you can generally hear them. You know, you know when AirPods. I can really hear all the ambient sounds when the right one falls out, then I hear everything really <laughs> well. Yeah. Hear everything really well. Yeah, right. So I don't know. I don't know if I could reach out to Apple support and see if there's a way like that we could add a little widget or something on here to make it kind of fit my ear a little better. But it's just my right ear. My left ear's good. Let us know how that goes. Yeah, I will. I'll keep you updated. But yeah, that's my bougie <laughs> problem with my nice headphones. They just don't sit in my right ear just just right. So. What are you going to do? Oh, Kevin, what left ear, Lopez. <laughs> left ear. Kevin, left ear. All right. I think that will do us for another week. We will catch y'all again here back in two weeks. And make sure, if you're not already, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, Apple Music, Spotify, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter so you make sure you're keeping up with all the latest news and developments out of the JPP world, should there be any. 
um, guys, I guess we'll uh, we'll circle back next week or in two weeks to see what see what else is going on in the world. Hopefully, the Mavericks are in the awesome. finals. There you go. I hope so. There we go. All right. Go, Luca. Peace out. Peace. This day is here already. Sweden is joining NATO, so we <laughs> we we have got to get more. Uh, you got to get their attention out there, and so the Swedes can listen to us more. About so we need America. to talk. They need to know Steve more Adams, about America. Think, yeah. No, he might be in New Zealand. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we just might need to push it more. Slow. I'm interested in that NATO Finland thing too. Yeah, so we need to. Yeah, we need to. Pod interested? Well, no, I don't know that it's. Okay, pod stuff. you talk about a bougie shit. problem. That's a Russia's got a bougie well, problem. Putin's Putin got to stick up his ass about NATO. I mean, why he could join? Wow. He could join. He could no. He could why? <laughs> well, it's. It, you remember that show? Um, uh, the spies, those two, the 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 um, crows, the I spy, or whatever that spy yeah, yeah, cartoon was. Uh-huh. There, there was a black one and a white one because they were they were opposites. You always got to have the opposites. So you, you remember if when you played uh, Stratego, you had the Allies and the Axis. Well, the Soviets are the the Russians, the Axis. You got to have the Axis. You can't all what? be in NATO. I, their border touches the Atlantic, doesn't it? Somewhere, maybe. Yeah, or is but that they all the don't. Black sea? I mean, they what? they don't meet the requirements because they they're neither not. did Hitler. Neither did Hitler, Tony. Hitler wasn't in NATO. Well, because NATO wasn't around then. NATO. <laughs> the League of Nations was around. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not it's talking weird. about it's the just that he opposes. I'm talking oh, about okay. Yeah, I was thinking about a movie. <laughs> he opposes it because they're exact opposites. It's exactly because it's Soviet, the, Russia and China are the actually they're not democratic countries. NATO are all democratic countries where they're elected and they don't have them. They don't. You know, have even a, Bizarro Superman. Do you remember Bizarro Superman? He was. Yeah, he was this is how quick you can turn. He, he yes. was weird, but he was cool. He didn't like. I don't yeah. think he meant ill will on anybody. Right. You, yeah. You know what the best comparison is, Liv? I don't know if you watched that Star Trek episode where they had the matter, antimatter, Spock and Kirk, and yeah. Spock had a mustache and or a Fu Manchu, and Kirk and Spock they got their places got swapped, and the bad the bad Spock took the opportunity to take over the Enterprise, and he sent them back to saying, "I need my Captain Kirk back so I can just." Of it. That's what it's like, man. There's always got to be a matter and antimatter. So, so Putin, Putin is the antimatter. Yeah, Putin is the Putin Speaking. is the uh, bizarro spot, and the rest of us are the regular spot. Well, bizarro, I wish he'd be a bizarro Superman because he was halfway cool. Bizarro Superman. <laughs> Speaking of TV shows and older TV, this is the best. Like, this is the best start to a pod ever. <laughs> The, I heard someone I respect, someone's opinion who I respect, said that the best TV show of all time, or maybe funniest, I think he said best, but funniest TV show of all time is The Simpsons. I never really got into The Simpsons, just, I, it just was wrong time, wrong place for me. But yeah. I, should I get back into it? Like, am I missing out on, like, great comedy? Well, if you want to dis- never watch, Tony. Yeah, if you want to disappear, it's yes. the longest running yeah. show ever. I if think. you wanted to disappear for three weeks, like get off the grid, maybe take you know a mushroom or two, and just, just chill out. The The Simpsons are the perfect show because there's 21 seasons of it. It'll take you three weeks to watch it. 
and they're and, all uh, like long seasons. It's not like uh-huh. some Ozarks where they drop uh-huh. five at a time. Twenty seasons, is... episodes. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, it's good. It, it, it was good social commentary. Uh, there's some thought that it's kind of run its course, but yeah, it was good. Great characters, and they could say things because they're a cartoon that you couldn't say in regular TV. You know, so. Well, I mean, I'm a big Family Guy. I love Family Guy. I think that was hilarious. I don't know if y'all watched much of that. Oh, yeah. Like, it might have some correlation where it's kind of... They can be funny, but they also can tiptoe on a little bit of... Like, make jokes about serious things, but it's a cartoon, so it's not like an actual person saying it. Family Guy was more satirical. I think uh, The Simpsons were more... Were, were funny. It, I, they they were they they are funny. I mean, it's but it's the same. It's the same joke, right? Homer works in a nuclear plant, and how stupid is that? That this guy who can't.